Thanks for tuning in to the Link Church podcast. Link Church is located in Charlotte, North Carolina, and is committed to linking people to the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. I'm going to do something today. Uh, God has just really been dealing with me, and I believe that um, uh, it's, it's the right time to start this series a little bit early. So God put this series in my, in my spirit, the series for January, the sermon series, I should say. And um, I've just been feeling like I should start this thing early. And I should, I should preach it or, or give at least a preview to what we're going to talk about in January. And I'm excited to do that today. Um, so we're going to start this brand new sermon series. And the sermon series is entitled, In. And people are like, in? Come on, Pastor. You can't be a little bit more deep than that. You can't be a little bit more spiritual than that. In? What, what in the world does in mean? Well, we're going to dive into, I believe, what God wants to talk to us about. And it's not so much about our external selves, but it's about what's going on on the inside. Because if you can fix the internal you, then the external you will take care of itself. Um, so this is a new year, and we want it to be a new you. But the funny thing about the new year is that sometimes people believe that the calendar has some kind of magic power. And that when you step into a brand new year, everything changes, everything's new, all of a sudden the problems are going to go away. But I believe that God wants to talk to us about doing the work on the inside, because if we can do that, then things will change. Things don't change because the clock changes. Things, changes because we, things change because we make the choices we need to make to change. So um, I want you to get your Bibles if you have your Bibles. If not, we should have the scriptures on the screen. Go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, I'm going to be reading from verses 3 to 8. When you've got it, you can stand. We ask that you'll just stand for the reading of the word. I'm going to read out of the NIV version today. And the Bible reads this way. Then he, Jesus, told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came up and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell amongst thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Remain standing. I'm going to pray briefly, but I like to speak. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you, God, that you've brought us through another year, and we are on the threshold to step into a brand new year. And we pray, God, that you'll speak to us today exactly what we need so that we can be better and do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Sabotaged soil sabotaged soil we're talking about in <clears throat> and we want to deal with the inward parts of us there is a story that i read a story of this town that was laid in the hills in the alps and it straddled this great stream 
This stream was fed by springs, crystal-like springs. And this stream was so great in this town. It was so magical, if you will. The kids would play every day in this stream. The birds, the swans would come down to the stream and they would swim in it. If you were to look at this stream, it was so beautiful. It was so pristine. It was so clear. It was so pure that you could literally see the bottom of the stream. It, it was a great beauty to behold. This was like the lifeblood of this village. Everybody loved this stream. The, the story goes that there was a man, an old man, that was considered to be the keeper of this stream. He was a man that was hired in the town to keep the stream and to keep it clean. Nobody really knows um, when he got the job. Nobody really knows how he got the job, how long he had it. But he was the keeper of the stream. One day, the council of the town came together and said, you know what? We can do something better with our money. We, we shouldn't be paying this keeper of the stream. So why don't we get rid of him? and save that money, save that salary. So they let this keeper of the stream go. And all of a sudden, as time transpired, the stream got a little dirty. Twigs and branches began to fall into the stream. The stream began to be filled with the silt and the debris that was surrounding it. And the kids stopped playing by the stream. The swans flew away and found a brand new home. The whole landscape of the village changed, y'all, and the stream was now dirty. The council, after a few years, came together and said, we've got to do something about this stream because now it's dirty. Everybody's complaining. We don't have water anymore. We've got to get this keeper of the streams. We've got to get this guy back. We got to bring him back because we need this stream. So they found this old man. They went, they rehired him, and they brought him back. He began to clean the stream again. He began to pick up the branches. He brought filters, and he, he, he cleansed the stream. And after time went on, some months passed, you began to see the beauty of the stream again. It was like it was never dirty before. It was crystal clear, and when the sun shone on the stream, it was like diamonds glistening in the water. Everybody was happy. The kids returned back to the stream. They began to play again, and the swans, they returned and began to swim in their stream. I tell you that story because the stream is really your heart. And you are the keeper of the stream. You are the one that keeps what happens on the inside of you clean. I realized that keeping my heart clean is a choice. Keeping my heart pure is a choice. And I want to focus on the internal you. It's easy to go through life perpetrating the external you while the internal you is suffering. It's easy to masquerade on your job, to masquerade at church, to masquerade in your neighborhood as if nothing is going wrong on the inside. We live in a society where it's all about fixing the external you. What clothes do you wear? What makeup do you have on? What shoes you got? What house do you live in? What, how many followers you have on social media? What business do you own? Because it's trendy now to have a business. Um, yeah, what, what, what social club do you go to? Who do you hang with? We have the exterior painted and manicured but what's going on on the inside it's the internal you that God is focused on 
Because what happens and what goes on on the inside has consequences that reflect on the outside. And you cannot continue to fabricate a life that is false on the outside while you are dying on the inside. Sooner or later, the stream that is dirty will produce consequences and ramifications that we all will see. That brings me to the text that I read today in Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus is presenting a parable to his disciples, a well-known parable. If you know anything about the scriptures and Jesus, you may have heard this parable before, the parable about the sower. And this man, this farmer, he went out to sow seed. And he sowed seed, and the seeds fell in various places. Some fell along the pathway or the wayside. Some fell in stony, rocky places. Some seeds fell among soil that had thorns, and other seeds fell on good ground. I want you to understand the four conditions of where the seed falls. And understand it as it relates to the conditions of your heart. That the soil in this parable is representative of your heart. That when God goes out to sow seeds, the question is, where does his seed fall? Does it fall by the wayside? Does it fall in rocky places? Does it fall in thorny places? Or does it fall on good ground? What is the soil condition of your heart? I would try to tell you and expose unto you today a truth that if your heart is full of good ground, then you will be productive. Yeah, because because productivity comes from soil that has the right condition but how do you produce good fruit from bad soil hallelujah I want to expose to you first this thought that the farmer is the sower and he is sowing seed y'all and the constants in the text are the sower and the seed Everything else is variable. The conditions of the soil changes, but the sower is constant and the seed is constant, which means then that there is nothing wrong with the sower and there is nothing wrong with his seed. And if you're not producing and if you're not getting the results that you want and you desire, the question does not lie with the sower and his seed. The question lies with the soil conditions. So the sower is constant. The sower is representative of God. He is the great farmer that sows into our lives. And I, and I want to point out how consistent and constant this sower is. He is not a reluctant sower. He is not a sower that is slack. He is not a sower that is prohibitive. He is not a sower that is questioning. But he just sows. Hallelujah. You see, you have a God that sows. He is a God that does not respect persons. He is not a God that looks at your neighbor and says, I'm going to bless them and not bless you. He's not a God that says that I'm going to support what they have going on and not support you. And I don't know what your 2018 was like. Maybe you just didn't get all of the things that you wanted out of 2018. But I want to shed some light on what is going on in your life and tell you that there is no problem with the sower. Stop blaming God for your bad results. Hallelujah. I want you to see that God is a good God. He is the father of lights. He is the good giver of all perfect and good gifts. He is not a God that wants to see you fail. 
Yeah. I don't know what the devil told you in 2018. I don't know what that friend that whispered in your ear told you and tried to tell you that somehow God is not for you. You have a God that is for you and he is a sower. Hallelujah. He is constantly throwing out seed. He's constantly throwing out wisdom. He's constantly throwing out creativity. He's constantly throwing out intelligence. He's constantly throwing out ideas. And the, the problem is not with the lack of the sowing. The problem is what kind of, kind of soil conditions do you have going on on the inside? Stop blaming God. Stop cursing God. Stop hating on God and saying, God, you love her more than you love me. Stop blaming God for the things that have transpired. Maybe you lost some loved ones in 2018. It's not because God hates you because he is a sower and, and he is a, he is a God that cares about you and seed is falling daily in your life. In fact, you would not even be here today if God wasn't a consistent sower. You would have been dead. You would have gone crazy. You would have given up. You would have thrown. I mean, all of the hell that you went through in 2018, you mean to tell me it's, it's because God is not for you? He kept your mind from going crazy. He, he kept your family from unraveling. He kept your finances afloat. Yeah, you went down, but he kept you afloat. And you can stand here today and give God praise today because you are a survivor. And that's worth a praise enough to say, God, I survived what happened to me. I survived when they stabbed me in the back. I survived when the job laid me off. I am a survivor. The devil doesn't want you to praise God for survival. But you know better than that. You ought to clap your hands. You ought to open up your mouth and say, God, thank you for being a sower you are a sower and you give seed so the sower is consistent and the seed is consistent if you read this text when you go home you'll realize that there is nothing inconsistent about the seed this seed is not genetically modified <laughs> this seed does not have any growth hormones in it yeah, you know, today you got to watch what you eat. Yeah. Uh, you know that I don't know what they're doing with the food today, y'all, but, but they're doing something with the food today. And you can't even trust the farmers today. You actually got to find the organic farm because even the seed got stuff in it. Osby, even the seed got stuff in it. And, and you just got to watch out and you got to be careful. One of the things I, I learned when, when I came to Charlotte, because if you don't know, we moved down here um, about two years ago to start this church. And I learned that the South loves food. Woo! The South loves food so much that my four-year-old son now, he sings about food. He's just fit right into the culture. He just sits down at the dinner table. I love food. And he just starts singing, making up his own songs. And, and y'all love food. And, and I realized how quickly I just got to hit the gym because as soon as I got here, I was picking up weight. It's crazy. And, and you guys love food, but food is a result of seed. So if the seed is corrupt, the food will be corrupt. But in this case, in our Bible today, the seed is not corrupt. Which means that God is throwing seed your way that is just as good as the seed he throws your way. So why is it that you're looking across the street to their seed and saying, God, their seed is better than mine? 
oh, you're looking at their house. You're looking at their family. You're looking at their friends. You're looking at how they're being prosperous. And you're saying, God, okay, if nothing's wrong with you, something's wrong with the seed. Because, God, you're not giving me what I need. God, you're not giving me what I'm supposed to have. And you've got to know that your seed is for you and their seed is for them. But there's nothing wrong with the seed. The question is, where is the seed going? I want to hit the internal you today because <coughs> I want to focus on where is the seed going? I believe you, you've, you've probably heard enough sermons to get your life right. <laughs> I believe you've probably read your Bible enough time or even a few scriptures that it could get your life right. But why do we treat the Bible and church like a drug? As if God is somehow not sowing enough seed in our life. And I want you to come to church. <laughs> I, I want you to come regularly. But why is it that our Christianity has become like a drug? That God sows seed in our lives so emphatically, so vividly. We eat it up in this kind of atmosphere. But when we go home, as quick as it came, it leaves. Because we don't have the right soil. The first condition of the soil I want to talk about is the pathway. Along the path, if you read the text, the Bible says some seed fell along the path. Meaning that the seed didn't even hit the soil. And the scripture says, you can keep the scripture up. The scripture says that when the seed fell, in verse 14, along the path, the birds came and ate it up. That's so good. In other words, there is not any soil along the path. So, so the seed falls along the path and the birds eat it up. Another way of looking at it is that the farmer is on his way to his farm and he's walking along the path. And while he's walking along the path, some seeds randomly fall. And they fall along the path. But I want to tell you that if your heart is like the path and God drops some seed on you and you're always wondering why your seed is leaving, it's because you haven't even reached the soil yet. It's because you're not even in the farmland. Some people in here are, are, are not even as close to God as they need to be. That, that when God sees you, you're his child. So he drops stuff along the path. But you're not really in the soil yet. And you walk around and you walk through life and you're wondering why every time you get something good, it's like it gets stolen. Every time you have some joy, it's like it gets stolen. Every time you get some little bit of peace in your life, it gets stolen. Because when you live your life in the pathway, you're susceptible to birds coming along and stealing your seed. The birds are representative of the devil. The birds are representative of the enemy who comes to steal what God drops in your life. And, and, and the thing about it is that you have got to realize that anything that is valuable must be hidden. And the seed that God drops in your life is so precious but if your heart isn't right, you don't have the boundaries to protect what he has dropped in you. And anything that is valuable must be hidden. Seeds of value must be hidden. When God gives you peace, you've got to guard it. Hallelujah. When God gives you grace, you've got to protect it. When, when God gives you comfort, you've got to hold on to it. 
because the devil wants to steal your joy. The devil wants to steal your creativity. The devil wants to steal your ideas. But if you leave it out in the open, of course he's going to steal it. Seeds that are valuable must be hidden. When Jesus was born and came to earth, he was a baby. He was in seed form. The seed that was born in Bethlehem would later become the sacrifice on Calvary. So the seed had to grow into the sacrifice, but the seed could never make it to his purpose as sacrifice if the seed was never protected. Yeah, that's why when Jesus was just a little baby, maybe, a, a, yeah, a baby, there was a decree that came out from Herod. And Herod wanted to kill all the boys two years and under. But the angel stepped in and came to Joseph and said, Joseph, take the baby Jesus and your wife and go into Egypt because I'm going to hide you. You are precious seed, and I'm going to hide you. You see, if Jesus as a baby needed to be hidden, then I want to tell you your joy needs to be hidden because the devil is lurking, trying to steal your joy, trying to steal your contentment. And why you're always getting robbed is because you're along the path and leaving yourself exposed exposed to negativity, exposed to bad habits, and you're wondering why the devil has such easy access is because your heart is so exposed. Hallelujah. Your heart is exposed, and your seed is valuable. And somebody in here it's just casual with God. And you'll never get what you need out of life because what you need is falling into your heart. But you're not close enough to keep it hidden. The Bible says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you it's easy to sin when you leave your heart exposed yeah when you leave your heart susceptible and prone to the birds it's easy to fall prey and to be a victim the second condition of the heart i want to, to want to unpack for you is the bible says seed went into the rocky places so maybe your heart isn't living in the pathway life. Maybe you got some kind of soil to you. Maybe your heart is some kind of connected. But the problem is you got rocks. Okay. Y'all ain't going to preach with me today. Um, it, the soil of your heart is rocky. Your, the soil of your heart is encumbered. The soil of your heart has visitors. It doesn't have residents, it has visitors. You see, the Bible says that the rocky soil was shallow. And a soil, soil that is rocky has no depth to it. So when seed falls into rocky soil, the seed cannot penetrate the rocks. Yes. Hallelujah. And somebody in here, your heart is so hardened. It's so hardened by what you've been through. It's so hardened by your pain. It's so hardened by your struggle. Your life has been so hard. It has been so tough and rough. It has not gone well. And it's developed a rocky and a calloused soil. So when now God tries to break through and drop seed in your life, the seed cannot go down because your heart is full of rock. 
And I came to tell you that 2019 won't be better for you if it don't get the rocks out. Hallelujah. The sun, the Bible says, would shine. If you could go to verse 15, I believe. <coughs> the sun would shine on the seed that fell in the rocky place. And, and it would burn. And it would scorch the seed that fell in the rocky place. Because the seed was in this shallow soil. Your, your spiritual life is too shallow. Because great things grow out of deep places. Y'all need to write that down. That 2019 will be, will be transformative for you because great things grow out of deep places. And your life is too shallow to produce greatness. Hallelujah. Your life is too shallow to produce and procure your purpose. And you've been, you've been striving and struggling with why it has not been working. It's because you're too shallow. Huh. The greatness of God comes out of his depths. And the ministry in you will be birthed when you go deep in God. The marriage will become successful when you go deep in it. Hallelujah. You cannot have a successful marriage if it's shallow. You got to be willing to penetrate the rocks and find the deepness of the soil. Hallelujah. And God wants to produce deep things out of you. But you got to be willing to go down. Jesus, when he was talking to Peter one day, Peter had been toiling all night. He did not catch any fish. Jesus was on the shoreline. He stepped into Peter's boat and he said, Peter, launch out into the deep. Because you will never catch any fish on the shoreline. The fish do not swim with the rocks. Hallelujah. But the fish swim in the deep waters. And there is somebody in here today. God is calling you to go deeper. God is calling you to go deeper in your faith, deeper in your commitment, deeper in your prayer life, deeper in your spirituality. You will never break through unless you go down and you're wondering why nothing is springing up. It's because you're not willing to go down. Things that come up first must go down. And do I have anybody in here? that is willing to say in 2019 I'm gonna go deeper yeah in 2019 I'm gonna penetrate and go down I'm gonna get all the rocks out of my life I'm gonna get all the debris out of my life the folk I ran with in 2018 that were negative in my life I'm gonna get them rocks out is there anybody that needs to clean out your soil and get the rocks out yeah that person that is negative that person that is over always talking about you, never has anything good to say. They're always pulling on you. You need to clean out your soil because you've got to go down. I feel the anointing of God in this place today. I want to park right here. I'm not even going to put money in the meter because I'm not staying. But I want to park on this thought right here and tell somebody, you got to go down into God. There are heights. There are depths in Jesus Christ. And you got to find your purpose. But your purpose is not amongst the rocks. Your purpose is in the deep places. Somebody shout, you got to go down. Yeah, turn to somebody next to you and tell them you got to go down. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The thing about the rocky soil is that 
It's like a false sense of security. Because it's not really living the pathway life. You're actually getting soil in there. But it's only after a period of time. It's only after three months, six months, you realize you haven't moved yet. Okay, all right. Uh, um, if I come back to you in March, would you have moved? Would your business have moved? If I come back to you in April, would anything have changed? It's a false sense of security because the seed goes down, but it doesn't go down far enough. So you realize it after time has gone by that the sun has burned your seed. You don't have a bird problem. You got a shallow problem. Hallelujah. And that's why all of these years tick tock by five years, 10 years, 15 years. And you're going through life and you realize you have not moved. Yeah, you got married. Yeah, you had some kids. Yeah, you did this, did that. But you're not happy because your soil isn't right. And the devil wants you to feel good about your external life and minimize your internal life. Third condition of the soil. I'm coming down, y'all. Third condition of the soil. You got the thorny soil. And this one is good because you're not living along the pathway. <laughs> you're not living amongst the rocks. But you got depth to you. And actually, you're producing. Because thorns only come from things that produce. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're producing. And thorns just seem to keep growing. The Bible says that the thorns came to these seed. And it grew up and it choked the plants. This is the only soil other than the good soil that produces something. So I want to tell y'all, there's some people in here, you're like, I ain't living a pathway life, pastor. I'm, I'm, my soil isn't rocky. But maybe it's thorny. You produce. You're getting ahead. You get the job. Maybe even you get the promotion. But why is it that you're choking? <coughs> Choke, <coughs> choking, <coughs> choking on your marriage, <coughs> choking on the new area you live in, <coughs> choking because you don't have the friends you want. <coughs> you're choking, you're, you're choking, <coughs> choking because you started the business, but it's got thorns <coughs> and you're choking <coughs> and choking. Your kids are going crazy. They're great kids, but you're choking <coughs> and you're not happy. And I want to tell you that thorns are indicative of stress. You might as well say that seeds fell, plants grew up. And stress happened because I feel like in Link Church, some folk ain't here today, but they'll catch the podcast. I feel like in Link Church, folk are stressed and you're choking because stress has a way of choking your vocal cords, choking your air. You're, you're, you're choking. And 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 you're 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 doing all right, but it's like you you're still choking. Cause cause you're not you're not totally free yet. You 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 do all right the first three months, but a thorn comes up, and it begins to stress you, and it wants you to retreat. And the thing about stress is that when it becomes so overwhelming, it causes you to run to a cave. It causes you to hide from your purpose. 
Stress has a way of causing you to back up from the pressure. It's like Elijah, who was the great prophet of Israel. He had just defeated the prophets of Baal on the Mount Carmel. 450 prophets he defeated by himself because God rained down fire from heaven. He was the man. He was victorious in Israel. And coming down from that mountain, he ran into Jezebel, a thorn, a stress. And you would think if that man could defeat 450 prophets of Baal, he wouldn't run from one woman. But that's what thorns are like. They choke your purpose. And Elijah runs to a cave because his heart is thorny. And you can be a child of God and have a thorny heart. You can have Christ on the inside and have thorns in your life. They didn't tell me that when I was growing up. They didn't tell me that in church. They told me if I got Jesus, then, then I would not have a problem. Uh-huh. But it's like I could have Jesus and the thorns too. And, and stress is choking you. It's choking you, making you want to give up on your marriage. It's choking you, making you want to throw away the long-term friendship. Because you're so stressed about something else, you take it out on those people that you love the most. Your life is thorny. Your heart is thorny. I'm preaching to somebody in here today. We're dealing, we're going to start talking about the inner stuff. Because I believe if you get the inner stuff right, then you'll see the manifestation of God in your life like you've never seen before. You don't need a mechanic mechanic to fix your car and that'll make your life better you don't need a new house to make your life better you need to fix your soil yes, yes. Hallelujah. hallelujah and 2019 only gets better if you fix your soil It'll be just like 2018. It'll be just like 2017. It'll be no different, but you got to fix your soil. There are so many thorns in your life. You got a thorn in your finances. You got a thorn with your boyfriend. You got a thorn with your girlfriend. You got a thorn in your relationships. You got a thorn on the job, and you're so overcome with stress that it is choking you and you can barely make it to church every week because your soil is thorny i feel the presence of god in this place today god is working on somebody's heart because you gotta get rid of the thorns if you don't it'll choke your life hallelujah and you'll throw in the towel. This is why billionaires and millionaires commit suicide. It's because they're successful and the plant grows. But it comes with thorns. And the, and the thorns on their plant choke them so much. They're the CEO, but they still kill themselves because of thorns and stress and and it's only god hallelujah it is only god that will give you peace that passes all understanding. It is only God that will fix what's going on on the inside. Let me hurry to a close because we got to go, y'all. But when I was reading this text, 
Um, the fourth condition is the good soil. I'm not going to deal so much with the good soil because I got to wrap it up. But, but I want to talk to you that when I was looking at this, God just started speaking to me. And he started just telling me the word sabotage, 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 sabotage. And sabotage is a deliberate act to destroy. And I'm not telling you that you are the one sabotaging your own heart. But I am telling you that because you are human, because you are flesh and blood, hallelujah, and because you were born into this world and into this earth, your soil has been sabotaged. Hallelujah. It's not your fault. It's Adam's fault because Adam plunged us all into sin and you come as a baby into this life and the more you live is the more your soil gets rocky and the more you live is the more that your soil gets thorny and you're wondering why you don't have the joy and the contentment that you need. It's because your soil has been sabotaged. Hallelujah. I feel God in here. Your soil has been sabotaged by Satan because Satan plagued and plunged us all into sin. But I want to show you in the book of Romans chapter 5 if you could put it up on the screen Paul begins to write he writes about how this one man Adam plunged us all into sin verse 13 says for until the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed when there is no law nevertheless death reigned from Adam to Moses even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. You didn't have to do what Adam did. You still got the death that he got, who is a type of him who was to come. Verse 15, but the free gift is not like the offense. Yeah, for if by the one man's offense, meaning Adam's offense, many die. For if by Adam's offense, many died, much more the grace of God and the gift of God, the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. In other words, one man brought us all these conditions in our heart. But it is one man's power. Hallelujah. That brings us the gift of God and the grace of God. And you cannot get good soil unless you receive the grace of God. If you go to verse 20, I'll wrap this thing up. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. You've got to know that you may have thorns, you may have rocks, but grace is bigger, I feel God, than your thorns. Grace is bigger than your rocks. The blood of Jesus takes away the thorns. The blood of Jesus gets rid of the rocks. You don't have to live the life on the outside. The only way your soil gets right, the only way you can and produce is if this one man named Christ Jesus comes into your life and takes total control, total control, total control. Somebody in this auditorium, you need to lift your hands right now as a sign of surrender. You need to lift your hands right now as a sign of surrender and say, God, in 2019, I'm giving you total control. Oh, I want you to take all of my heart. I want you to get rid of my thorns. I want you to get rid of my rocks. Is there anybody in here that is in need of a new soil? Hallelujah. I feel God in here. I come against every devil that is plaguing your life. I come against every power of 
of hell that is trying to choke your life. The grace of God is available. Hallelujah. The grace of God is available, Shama. The grace of God is available. You don't have to step into 2019 choking no more. But the grace of God is available. Shama. Dasha. I feel God in here. You don't know why you came to church today, but God knows why you are here. You're here to hear this word because 2019 is your year. It's your year to get your heart right. It's your year to get your life right. It's going to be a different year, not because of your New Year's resolution, but because of the resolution that Christ made on the cross of Calvary. Calvary. Shatoma. Hallelujah. And, and there is good ground. Now at the end of the text, the Bible says some, some produce 30, some 60, some 100. O's be that messed me up. Everyone stand and I'm done. That, that one messed me up. Some produce 30, some 60, some 100. Well, if my soil is all good, shouldn't I be producing 100 times the harvest? It, yeah, yeah. If my soil is good, I should be producing 100 times the harvest. So in other words, some people only get 30 times, and it's not because God doesn't want to bless you. It's because your heart has these conditions in it. Okay, biologically, the human heart has four chambers. I almost fell out my chair when I saw that, Osby, because in this text, you got four conditions. The human heart, Google it, because I Googled it. <laughs> Google it, has four chambers. And your heart, I used to think that some people live an all thorny life or an all stony life or an all good soil life. And I used to hate on them and say, God, I want to be good just like them. How come they have just good soil? And I realized it's not that you have all of one part of the soil. You got all four. Okay, this is, this is pastor being transparent because... Not one of us doesn't have any rocks to get out. There's nobody in here that catches every word from God, every blessing from God. Some of the stuff he drops to me falls in thorny places or rocky places. And some parts I don't even get because my heart is divided into four compartments and I got a pathway compartment over here. And when God speaks, it just immediately goes over there and I don't even get it. The birds get it. But why I want my 2019 to be different is because you have the ability, this is a choice guys, you have the ability to cause the good part to overcome and start to grow and cause the thorny part to shrink and the rocky part to shrink. So you catch more of what God drops. If the word was good to you, clap your hands today. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. For more information about Link Church, you can visit us on the web at www.linkchurchnc.org.